Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, welcome back. Welcome in to UAP, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. We are very excited to have you today. It's Stephen Diener right here. Karen Curtis over there. Karen, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Oh, good. I think everyone is going to have fun with us today because, you know, we've talked about a lot of different things in our time. And as we reach episode 40, oh. episode 40, number 40 here today. We're going to have an alien midlife crisis. I think we are. And we have, you know, we've covered a lot of good stuff that people have enjoyed. Um, you know, just last week we had our celebrity alien sightings in Marilyn Monroe and all the stories there. And it's been fantastic. We've done a lot of really exciting, intriguing, interesting stuff, I think. Yeah, I mean, and it's exploding in terms of on the podcast platforms. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for that. Stephen had this idea, and it's like he had an idea about the language of aliens being numbers, and I have always been fascinated in numbers in nature. Yeah, And we're like, wait a minute. We thought, well, this probably goes together somehow. (laughs) Oh, does it? All of a sudden, we realized, wait a minute, the sacred geometry. And that's what we want to cover here today. I think this is going to be different than anything else we've ever done before. Yeah. It's it's a different level of like interesting, mind-blowing type stuff. Now, if you're like me, I'm more right side of the brain, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So... If you're thinking, oh, God, they're going to talk about math, I'm out. No, no, no. Now, there is, there is some, there are some numbers involved, but don't be scared. No. It's all going to come together because... You're going to you're gonna go, if this doesn't blow your mind, yeah. then you need to let us know on Twitter why, because I want to know why this, it doesn't blow your this mind. This really could be the language of aliens. Yeah, or yes. maybe it's God, but we're going to talk about it and discover it all here today. Someone so. is trying to talk to us and... <laughs> For the most part, we just don't pay attention. We're going to cover it all. It's all going to make sense, I hope, by the end of it. And actually, this is part one. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> but before we get into all that, Karen, we always have a factoid, right? Yeah, so yeah. what's what's the factoid for today? Well, Stephen, more astronauts took off today for the International Space Station. But this group of astronauts, two men and two women, are wearing so-called smart shirts. Yeah, I want one of these. These sound amazing. I know, right? I wonder if you can throw them in the washer, though. <laughs> That's a good that question. That would be an issue. Yeah. Uh, what they do is they measure their vital signs in zero gravity. Wow. Now, here on Earth, we do have smart clothing. It's There's one of them I found is called Hexoskin Smart Ooh. Garments. It's a textile sensor. So it, the, tex, the sensors are in the threads mm. embedded into comfortable garments for precise and continuous cardiac, respiratory and activity monitoring wow and it helps you visualize report and analyze the data the the users can so it's kind of interesting you're like your shirt would be able to tell you how you're doing i could see how that would be useful for you know hospitals or maybe uh in-home care patients yes you know those are be pretty important to get continuous vitals so cool that's pretty cool yeah you remember the spacesuits for the women and there's like they only had one size medium and both women were mediums they could, <laughs> and they couldn't go on the spacewalk it's like does this suit make my butt look big oh no only in space next I'll to the you. earth this is why the aliens just point and laugh at us they do yes 
But so, <laughs> good stuff. Nice factoid. I think I want the Hexo skin. I might. I'll get that for Christmas. Yeah, too. sounds fun. Now to start off here, Karen. Yes. We talk about the sacred geometry. What is that? Oh God! What is the meaning behind sacred geometry? I don't know. I you know I didn't get into my geometry or calculus, but um, I think math is the language of aliens. That's that's how I see it. Well, it's the universal language, right? I think so. so. That's that's. And I thought it was just the ones and zeros, but no. There's more to this. So now, literally here, kind of follow me here. Sacred geometry is defined as the study of the spiritual meaning. Of various shapes. So you're probably thinking to yourself, well, what the heck could be spiritual about a circle? Just play along here. You'll see how this all comes together. Now, it can be applied to the forms, numbers, and patterns seen throughout the natural world, okay? So, for instance, the spiral of a snail's shell, the captivating pattern of a single snowflake, just like our fingerprints, every snowflake is different, which is amazing to think about, and even the branches of a tree. These can all be examples of sacred geometry. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at some of those examples and much, (laughs) much more. Yes, because God is ubiquitous and omnipresent. I like that. And I think you might also like this, Karen. This is a quote from Plato. Oh, my gosh. It is through geometry that one purifies the eye of the soul. (gasps) Love it. He knew something that we didn't. These... uh, thinkers, these Greek thinkers back in the day. (laughs) Greek thinkers. So let's go ahead, Karen. What do you say we start to dig in? Okay. As we first explore what is referred to as the golden ratio. Also known as the golden mean. Right. Uh, It has been used since before Christ. Yeah. Uh, And then this Italian dude came up with it. His name was Fibonacci, and he also came up with it. It's all the same. It's all all related to sacred geometry. It's unbelievable. And aliens. Right. So, right. You got... A good point because you probably think to yourself, well, how does this all relate? What does this have to do with sacred geometry and aliens? You're going to find out. So just like we said, follow along. Trust us. It's all going to come together. Now, you mentioned Fibonacci there, Karen. Mm-hmm. So this was an Italian uh, mathematician. His um, real name is not Fibonacci. <laughs> no, his real name was Leonardo Pigolo. Oh, I know him. <laughs> yes, I think I went to school with him, actually. <laughs> so it's a sequence of numbers um, that... Basically, he discovered. Wait, he's an Italian from Pisa. Don't from they Pisa. have they have the Leaning Tower there? So I they guess do. their math wasn't very good well, when they built that. You know, some some muddy ground there. And he's <laughs> he's considered to be quote. This is a quote from historians: the most talented Western mathematician of the Middle Ages. Oh, baloney! He had he was talking to aliens, and they gave him everything. Well, that's how you know he was cheating. I guess. <laughs> Are you accusing Fibonacci of cheating, I'm Karen? Ki- he was looking on the aliens test. <laughs> and inside information. So what is the sequence? How does this all connect to the golden ratio and all these things? So the sequence is a series of numbers, okay? Now here's where the numbers come into play, but don't be scared. It's We're not gonna yeah, we're not gonna go through all of them. Yeah, we're not gonna Because they're infinite. They are. So basically this is how it starts out. The se- the, the, the sequence is where you have each number is the sum of the two that preceded. Right. Okay? So you just add them together and then you go from there. Simple example. One plus two is three. 2 plus 3 is 5. 5 plus 3 is 8. 8 plus 5 is 13. 13 plus 8 is 21. Et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. And it goes on. This pattern literally repeats itself perfectly through infinity. Yep. And it coincides with the one point, or one to 1.6 ratio, which is also known as the golden ratio. Which is signified by uh, the monolith. Remember in 2001? Yeah. Out, the monolith is a perfect golden mean ratio so it also it's 
the rate at which babies grow. Yes. It's the rate at which rabbits reproduce. Yes. It's the rate at which trees, the circles and the trees form. That's right. It's just the rate at which everything happens. It's just incredible. So what does all this mean? So it's a little hard to picture when you think about a ratio of 1 to 1.6. What, what the heck does that mean? Your head's probably already spinning here with numbers and ratios. But imagine this, okay? Imagine a line, just a straight line. If you cut that in half perfectly, right at 50-50, okay, that would be your one-to-one ratio. Right. Which, now, monolith, like you mentioned there, Karen, now make that line a little bit bigger, okay? At the end, just make it a little bit bigger, and then cut it at the same point as before. And then that's how you get your 1 to 1.6 ratio. So I think this, um, well, this maybe explains it a little bit. I mean, you name it, your whole body is the symphony of the golden ratio. In fact, as you are listening, the sound waves are passing through your ear in a perfect golden spiral. Even your ear is a golden spiral. Yeah, it's that's like, right. If you think of a nautilus shell, <clears throat> and the nautilus shell fits into a monolith, into a, an, a rectangle. It's the same idea. But the golden ratio is everywhere. It's in nature and the design of the spiral. Growing and expanding to the rate of the golden ratio spiral allows the maximum amount of rain to be directed down to the roots of many plants. And remarkably, when you study nature, you see the golden Fibonacci numbers like 3, 5, 8, 13, all of that again and again in the seed pattern spirals of plants as well as in the number of petals. So, I mean, it's everywhere in nature. You have like a spiral shell. Think about like like a Nautilus shell, okay? And you have that spiral. Then you think about spiral galaxies, how everything kind of starts to come together and kind of match in that way. So, when you talk about the golden ratio spiral, that's when you, when you take the Fibonacci method, okay? And you kind of put it into a rectangle. And then you take each rectangle at 1 to 1.6 ratio. And you keep going. You keep going around in that rectangle. It ends up creating... When you draw it out, it creates a spiral. That's right. So from there, you start to realize, wait, everything matches this. Yes, everything. <laughs> Why? Ev- you'll see it everywhere now when you start looking around. Even, you know what, even in nature when it's storming or at the beach. But we don't just see this golden ratio sequence on a small scale. This ratio is the mathematical sequence in the spirals of our storms, tornadoes, hurricanes. These all spin in this golden sequence, 1 to 1.6. Even the waves can be measured using this ratio. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I know. mean, when you start to think about it, I know this is this might sound like a little much to start, but Well, is you, it intelligent design, do you think? Well, that's what you have to ask. I mean, there's some type this something like this cannot just happen by accident. This isn't chaos. It's not even controlled chaos. It's completely, beautifully designed. Exactly. Very simply. Perfect. I mean, perfectly designed. And, and we, well, think about the trees for a minute, okay? Because we talked about how when you have this spiral design, that's how the water gets down to the roots. Right. And, and the trees grow at their best through the spiral design that just happens naturally in nature. And the rings of the tree. Yes. That's all part of it. And think about how a tree grows. It starts with one leaf. And, and the then branches starts, are also. And then the branches. And then that how a tree grows actually with the leaves and the branches, it follows the Fibonacci sequence it of does. numbers. It does. So how is this happening? Why is this happening? I know. It's so unbelievable. <laughs> and then, I mean, you talk about the storms. Yep. So, uh, natural occurrences. Again, and that's the thing that gets me about stuff like this. 
This isn't like, you know, we, we talked about, we've again, we've talked about a lot of different things before, you know, with Burrow Live saying that Marilyn Monroe was killed because she knew about the secrets of Roswell. That's all fine and dandy. It's fascinating, right? I mean, you talk about sightings, all the different things we've talked about there. But when you talk about nature, something that is right. happening, occurring naturally, a tornado, a hurricane, and these things. Natural disasters. It's the aliens trying to communicate with us. We're so stupid, we don't pay attention. Well, if you have never heard of the golden ratio, you've lived your life this long, then aliens have been trying to talk to you through everything around you and you haven't been listening. And that's the thing. I mean, it None could of us be, have been. It could be something as simple as a rainstorm. You know, the way that the storm develops and forms. Right. And these things are matching... Perfectly, this golden ratio of 1 to 1.6, and you have this spiral. It goes. It all coincides. From within your body, from your features of your body, uh, all through nature, all through the galaxy, all right. through the cosmos. It's there. You'll see it. I mean, it's it's an incredible amount of proof when you really start to look at the natural world and it shows the golden ratio. In my opinion, Karen, was no accident. No. You can't have naturally occurring things like that be an accident. Right. I mean, my gosh, the fetal position of a baby shows the golden ratio spiral. The lens of our eyes, the shape of our ears, it all shows the golden ratio. But, well, it doesn't stop there. But it doesn't stop there. Modern technology continues to be mystified by the far-reaching scope of the golden ratio. From the alignment of the planets to the spirals of our Milky Way galaxy, as well as the spirals of other ratios in planets. Wow. I mean, okay, so think about that for a second. I want to let that like lie. Like orbits, too, probably. You're talking about the way that these these planets orbit, they're, the way that they're constructed, the way that they move. It all follows the same pattern. Even right down to the dot on Jupiter. Right. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> This is whoa. Uh, this is not just you know us. It's not no. just a storm. It's not just the way you know a, a baby lies in the womb. This is something that its growth rate, right? And this is something that is reaching out into the galaxy, out into the universe, where this ratio matches perfectly from a planet to planet, from galaxy to galaxy. What the hell is going on? <laughs> oh my gosh! And as we told you, we also have. The golden ratio in our blood. Scientists have discovered that the golden ratio pattern is necessary for the human brain, the neural system, our sense organs, and our lung system. The golden ratio sequence is even in the helix of our DNA, and it forms the very rhythm of our heartbeat pattern. All right. So... (laughs) Think about this. Now, let me just go back for a minute here because this whole golden ratio thing might sound foreign to you. And I know we we quickly kind of explained it there to start, but you have to take this into consideration here. The Fibonacci method of the sequence of numbers wasn't really discovered until the Middle Ages, right? When this when this mathematician from Pisa discovered it. But the Persians used it to build architecture. And that's the thing. And so if you you know, if you're from America, we use the inch pound system. And the inch is like your thumb, mm-hmm. and the and the and the foot is your wrist to your elbow, and so right. you, they used to measure with parts of their body. Right. But there's a reason for that. Yes, and it's so you just think about this where 
This was all happening and occurring and taking place before it was even put into books and discovered by scientists. Before you they had, had yardsticks and rulers and, and you tape had, measures. Yes, you had these ancient civilizations who were using this golden ratio. I don't even think they had the wheel yet. And how did they know about this? How did they exactly. know that this was the perfect means of really, I guess you could say measurement. I don't know, even know what to call it. The, but they did. Of life. Yeah. You know, how life throughout the galaxies the are connected to this. It's the essence. the essence. And so when you think about that's why they call it the golden ratio or the golden mean, like you mentioned earlier, Karen, how it all connects, where everything, everything comes back yep. to this measurement. How could that be? Because of either aliens or God, I guess. I mean, our blood. A higher power, our, even our blood. Our blood, our DNA, the helix of their DNA I mean, matches this. I it, mean, it goes down that deep. It's an art. Leonardo da Vinci used it. It's in religion. It's even used, it was used in ancient Egypt. The golden ratio also comes up in the ancient biblical text. Scholars have noted that when you consider design measurements of things like Noah's Ark and the Ark of the Covenant, the golden ratio is an exact match to the measurements. So the golden ratio must be a cubit. So yeah, right, exactly. Because Noah's Ark was built from what the cubits. Hell is You're that right. Cubit. I forget how it's measured exactly, um, but I did study that one time. So I mean, but that's a great example, right? So if you go with the theory of some uh, uh, biblical scholars who say that Noah's Ark, the Ark of the Covenant, which held the Ten Commandments written by God Himself, given to Moses, you know, if, if you have that system of belief, that's what we're taught. Um, that's you're talking about these things that were built to match this ratio. And that's just amazing to me because how did, again, how did they know? So is this, is this golden ratio? Is this the language of God? Is it the language of aliens? Who's trying to communicate with us through this sequence that's seen throughout the galaxy? Everyone knows about it, but they don't know about it, which is interesting. It's used in advertising and and art, everything That's that, true. that looks, you know, makes sense and looks good. Right. There's the golden mean, the golden ratio is involved good point. in it. And, and you're actually an artist, even our Even our credit cards are shaped. Like, that's, yes. That's the, the credit card shape is the monolith. That's right. You're right. That's a great point. And your, your phone. Yes. Your Apple phone, iPhone. The Same phone is thing. The that is, that's the golden ratio. It is. Everything that, and advertisers knows that. People know are going, this. I get it now. It's, it's in the Apple logo. Yes. Yes. Okay. It is. Which, by the way. I don't know if you know this, but the Apple logo was the apple that was bitten by the guy from the uh, Enigma machine. Oh, Alan Turing. Alan Turing. He yes. killed himself with a hemlock-laced apple. That was terrible. Because, he, well, he had problems, but he was the guy that created the first computer, basically. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's I mean, it's an unbelievable story. It was a very good movie, too, by the way, with Benedict Cumberbatch. And he was openly gay, and at that time, during World War II... Bad. You, they either said you're going to put you in jail or you have to take this medication. Terrible. They said he'd rather kill himself, so he bit the Awful. apple with the hemlock, killed himself, and then they and used that's that the symbol. symbol. For, for Apple. So there's there's another fun fact. Yes. <laughs> so there's there's that. We're full of them. But man, I'll tell you, it's just when you really start to consider, I mean, in paintings, and you're, you're an artist, Karen, I was saying, and so you know when in arts, artists specifically use that golden ratio of 1 to 1.6 to off-center things it's in a, a picture. It's called, yeah, well, you have to compose right. a, a painting. You don't just put stuff right in the middle. No, you put it off to the side. Right. So it's that... You know the ratio. It's so you may not even know, but you're well, matching your this ratio. Right. That's that's innately inside of you. Yes. And so the question is, because it looks good. It looks good. 
And so, I mean, to me, this this has to point to intelligent design. So whether whoever you want to believe is making that design, there's something here. This is undeniable. The other thing is, you know, if you're not good at math, you're probably not good at music. That's me. I was like, all cows eat grass, <laughs> bong. My, my teacher was German. Her name was Mrs. Baumgarten. She's like, you practice? No. I'm like, you're right. No. <laughs> I was so bad. Oh. But yes. Even the language of aliens is in music. It is believed that the Greeks used the golden ratio to achieve ideal acoustics. And many instruments are actually designed with the ratio. When you look at the amount of black keys and white keys on a piano, it should be no surprise that you see the golden ratio. And, and that's because the musical scales and notes align with the Fibonacci sequence. Jeez. So even through music. Yeah, my sister, could. She, now she's like brilliant, right? She's a doctor. Mm-hmm. And she could play the black and the white keys and the foot pedals and Rachmaninoff. And she, you know, could reach over. Nice. <laughs> um, it's like, <laughs> and read music. It's, some people can, I don't know. So maybe that's why some of us don't know that this is out there, this, this design, because we're not that, that in tune with math. Maybe. You know, when you hear math, you get scared, you, you shy away from it. But this is something that, again, math is, a, is the universal language. I'm not professing to be a mathematician by any means. But you're better at math than most. I guess. You are. I mean, <laughs> which isn't saying much, quite honestly. But, so, you know, actually what I'm going to do is, um, when you go to the blog, we go to 850WFTL.com. Of course, all the shows are there. We talk about it all the time. You have the UAP podcast on the podcast section of the page, and you'll see our blog page there. This episode's going to be there, and I'm going to put a video on the blog that shows, it's very fascinating, how sound waves are creating these perfect geometrical shapes. Wow. So you'll see that video. It's it's something that I came across, actually, when we were doing the research for this, and I'll have that on the blog. It's very cool. Cool. So, but now, okay, let me give you, speaking of real-life examples, let's do this, okay? You can try this at home. I wouldn't say in your, <laughs> I wouldn't say in, in your car, maybe you're listening to this in your car right now, I'm probably not going to do that unless you're stopped at a red light, because what you're going to need is your arm, okay? So go ahead and do this. I feel like one of those old, remember those old magic shows on TV? Yes. Put your finger here. Now yeah. think of this number. So <laughs> it's kind of like that. <laughs> now pull my finger. Right, yes. But this isn't a magic trick. This is... This will illustrate to you this golden ratio and how it's everywhere around us and in our bodies. So hold out your arm, okay? First do that. Now look at the distance between your shoulder and your elbow, okay? Then go from your elbow to the tips of your fingers. So you have to hold out the palm of your hand as well, okay? That, when you see it right there, you're going to notice, wait, the shoulder to elbow is shorter than the elbow to the twist of my fingers, that part's longer. One to one point six. That's it. Boom. That's it. That's and this, it. And everything in your body is lined up like this. Exactly. The, the distance between your eyes, your nose, and your mouth, your face, your whole torso to your legs, the whole thing. And this pattern, Karen, this pattern, you can go down your arm. Yeah. Okay, you can keep going with and this. And your hand. Your hands. And you your go, fingers. You go down to the fingers. This, look, now, okay. Look at your middle finger now, okay? Turn your hand over. Look at the back Would of your you hand. Would you stop flipping me? <laughs> it's not for the reason you think. Not this time anyway. Ah. Look at the back of your hand. Look at your do the middle finger, okay? Because that's just that just stands out. And then look at the bottom knuckle and then move up to the middle knuckle. Right, there you go. And then go from the middle knuckle to your fingertip. Hello? Yeah. You see what I'm saying now? It's all right there. That's the golden ratio too. You notice the differences in the size and this goes throughout your body. So it's just it's it's mind blowing. I mean, you're, the shape of your ear is is the golden ratio spiral. Yeah, it, you know what? It's it's beautiful. 
It is. It's a beautiful design. It really is. And everything comes back to this. I love it. All right. Speaking of beautiful. <laughs> Let's take a breath there. <laughs> I know. It gets, I know. Boy, got pretty heavy. <sighs> but it's amazing when you think about it. But the lotus flower, uh, which I guess Buddha and... I think they also used the lotus flower in uh, the Egyptian times. Yeah, this was It's used. a symbol of life. It's a flower of life. Yeah, I'm glad you bring this up because actually the lotus flower is considered to be pretty much like the shape of shapes and also a very important shape that we're going to get into here right after the lotus flower because you're right, they call it the flower of life and it, when it comes to sacred geometry. And, and you, people can sit in the lotus position. Yes, that's right. Right? So it's very important. It's, it's you, you mentioned religions. It's, it was an art. And we mentioned ancient Egypt. It was used there. So let's learn a little bit more about here about the flower of life. Why is this important to sacred geometry? The flower of life is the information behind how the universe was created. Everything in the universe is geometric. Sacred geometry implies that there is intelligence behind it. It's believed by mystics to be a symbol of advanced superconsciousness, a way of plugging into the knowledge possessed by extraterrestrial beings. Da Vinci, we can fairly say, was practically obsessed with it. And one wonders if da Vinci actually tapped into the ultimate cosmic secrets represented by the flower of life. Yeah, even, you know, his drawing of the human body is the right. same idea. Uh, but he didn't he have like two missing years. Yes. Where he went into a cave he went or into something. A cave, that's right. And yeah, we've, so I think we've actually speculated about we we, we've about that missing time. And yeah, because listen, we've talked about. You know, missing time before with alien abductions, it could be possible that Da Vinci has some type of otherworldly knowledge. Right. You know, he was pretty far ahead of his time, like 500 years ahead of his time. His so, paintings are full of the golden ratio. Yes. Full of it. Yes, that's yeah. that. That's correct. And yeah. just like here with the, with the lotus flower, the flower of life as well. It's also known as cosmic geometry. Now, one of the critical things to keep in mind is that the Mauna Loa volcano in particular is located at 19.5. Latitude in the northern hemisphere. That area sitting on 19.47 is called Kela Kukua, which means pathway of the gods. Natural formations and structures found at a latitude of 19.5 degrees form a kind of a pattern, what some refer to as cosmic geometry. Yeah, so everything on the planet, even outside the planet, connected through this sacred geometry. Yeah, because, I mean, it doesn't end there with, with the, you know, the lotus flower, which is also, you know, the flower of life. It, it really, when you start to consider the golden ratio and the lotus flower and the sacred geometry, that really just kind of opens the door for considering things like cosmic geometry when you're talking about planet to planet. And the lotus flower, sometimes you do see in crop circles, which we'll get into on the next yes. episode, but it's that You've seen it. It's this like, did you have a spirograph when you were a kid? Yeah, those same fun. thing. Yes, you make it. Yeah, it's all the same. Yes, even the spirograph was <laughs> speaking to aliens. But um, so, does this mean that there's some sort of cosmic intelligence? Sacred geometry is the pattern in which these geometries are organized according to ratios and proportions. Now, when you say something is organized, it implies that there is a cosmic intelligence behind it. But going back to Hawaii being over the hot spot, it's really interesting. I lived there for five years, and you've got the big island is over a hot spot, which with plate tectonics, that's how things, land masses mm -hmm. grow. And 
with plate tectonics, the islands are moving about an inch a year north. And there's the hotspot is now to the south almost of the Big Island, which has Kilauea, the fountaining volcano. And it's forming a new island called Loliha. Oh, wow. But these hot spots are not just magma outbursts. They're also something else. Interesting. Yeah. And you're going to hear that coming up about that. But uh, the most notable spots around the world for hot spots, the pyramids, the sun of, in Mexico, Easter Island. Yeah, they all lie on the same type that's of right. line, which 19.5 latitude. That's right. 19.5 degrees latitude. And that's what Kilauea is on as well, the right. hot spot of Kilauea, which is now becoming Loliha, if you want to buy some land. But <laughs> everything is geometric. On Mars, for example, we find the Mons Olympus volcano, the largest volcano in our solar system, is located at 19.5 degrees. The giant red spot on Jupiter is at 19.5 degrees. Everything in the universe is geometric. Your physical body, physical cells, the tree, the buildings, everything is geometric. Yeah. I mean, when you really start to think about this again, so we started with the number sequence, right? And that kind of went into the golden ratio and all these things, how you start to realize everything in basically the universe has like this golden ratio inside of it of 1 to 1.6. And that brings us to places like this with cosmic intelligence and and cosmic geometry where you start to consider this latitude of 19.5 degrees. Now, is that the same as ley lines? Kind of. Kind of. I mean, it's, I mean, it's different. It, but this it is, is different. like the main ley line. Yes. This is the when you go that 19.5 degree latitude on Earth, that measurement, and you go around that circle of the Earth, you have Easter Island, you have the Pyramid of the Sun in Mexico, you have the volcano there in Hawaii we were just talking about. And then, they, I mean, you heard it right there, that same latitude when you go around mars and jupiter mars you go around the biggest volcano there olympus same jupiter thing. goes around the big red spot yep. i mean it's all on the same measurement of 19.5 degrees yeah it's Why? not an accident it's not an accident and then the, there's this really cool shape so you've got the pyramids there you know them as like a big triangle thing right mm -hmm. but that the technical term is tetrahedron that's right and that's the shape and if you put two tetrahedrons together, well, let this guy explain yeah. it, because I don't know. When you have two tetrahedrons inverted over one another, that forms a star tetrahedron. When we look at a star tetrahedron and where it fits inside of a sphere, the vertices of a star tetrahedron impact the sphere at 19.5 ah. latitude, both ah. north and south. And that is exactly where the big island of Hawaii is in relationship to the entire planet. Aha. Wow. <laughs> so you're talking about these tetrahedrons, which essentially, think of a pyramid, it's that shape. Right, and just put two together. And, and tetrahedron is actually one of the biggest, um, I guess you could say, most revered shapes in sacred geometry, along with the flower of life, the lotus flower shape. A lot of uh, py pyramids were built very, very primitively, prehistoric, you know. So think about it. Why were they using why? that shape? Why? Right? And I mean, if they knew... That this and shape Pythagoras, right? I mean that these that these shapes meant something, and they were putting it into their architecture. And then when you put it inside Earth, when you put it, you know one on top of the other, it creates this in the this, circle. It lines up, and it lines up, and it creates this shape in sacred geometry where it lines up perfectly with nineteen point five degrees. I mean, what is going on, yeah, Karen? It's well, this stuff cannot be coincidence. It all makes sense. I mean, this points to obvious to me intelligent design. Yeah.
of some sort, whether what, look, I'm not here to preach and be a Sunday preacher. I'm just whatever you want to believe, whoever designed it, there's something here. Okay? <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's obvious. If you don't get it, then, yeah. This doesn't happen al- by accident. Aliens are, like, scratching their hairless heads going, yeah. <laughs> God, these humans are such idiots. Uh, but what does it all mean in the grand scheme of things? Mm. I mean, what would the purpose of having these locations in all the same latitude be? I mean, why is it significant? Because of the planet's geometry, you're going to have hot spots that would be very strongly charged in such a way that you could use these hot spots to teleport from one point to the other. Or these hot spots could be used for intergalactic travel or interplanetary travel. There you go. So we've talked about portals before on you know previous episode. So the hot spot isn't just where the magma's coming out of the earth, like mm-hmm. under the big island in Kilauea. It's also a portal. Could be. And so some of these places, that's where a lot of strange ships have been seen. And right. Alien life forms and UAPs. I mean, we've talked about before these different specific spots on the Earth that where they measure up with, you know, something with the stars or measurements as, you know, opposed to Easter Island or Stonehenge. And then you draw a line and it's all connected. And these spots are always connected to sightings or portals or something of the sort. So, and I mean, vortices. I think we did an episode right. about it. Yes, that's right. So when you have all that together, you start to think to yourself, maybe this is the language. Maybe this is the key to what we need to know as a society. I mean, not to get too deep here, but I mean, my gosh. Yeah, so you've got people going through their daily lives, panicking about Twitter being purchased by Elon Musk, <laughs> when this stuff's really going on. And Elon Musk probably knows about all this. <laughs> probably. Because he seems to have this... You know, 50,000-foot view of everything. Yeah. He believes... That's why he's got, you know, SpaceX, and he wants to get us off this planet. He does. He knows stuff. I mean, and then you think about people... Talk about people who knew stuff. Go back a little bit to places like the Pyramid of the Sun in Easter Island, how it's all on the same latitude of 19.5 degrees. How... You're telling me that's coincidence? Like, how and why are these places being built on the same exact latitude? And with the same golden ratio. Yes. Because h- how did all these same people know to use this golden ratio in different parts of the globe? And to build on that specific spot where the tetrahedrons will match up when you put them inside right. of Earth. Right. The vortices of that tetrahedron yeah. will match up with 19.5 degrees latitude. And that's where these places like Easter Island and the Pyramid of the Sun in Mexico are being at, were built yep. on that same spot. Right. What? With pyramids and, and, yeah, hello. How does that happen? In, in they didn't even cultures. have cell phones or internet. No. I mean, these so are... maybe in, they had, like, a cosmic internet. They had some type of cosmic intelligence helping them out. And it has to it's be. It's just, it's so fascinating when you really start to put the dots together and you connect all this with the golden ratio and cosmic, you know, uh, cosmic ratios and the, and the cosmic connections. It's just incredible because when you really kind of take a step back and look... It kind of all comes together, doesn't it? It does. I like to think that maybe sometime really a long time ago on this earth that we had really, really intelligent life and they really had things humming, you know, and then something wipes that out. And then we start back again, you know, as, you know, kind of hairy people well, dragging our knuckles and we we improve. Look how far we've come in 100 years. I know. Look how far we yeah. have come. 
I mean, come on. From the advent of flight to going, you when know. When I went to school, <laughs> there were no computers. There was no phones. There was, yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, it has come so far so quickly. So what's to think that we haven't done this in the past to a greater degree? Well, according to With Edgar some Casey, help. we have. Yeah. You know, we did that two-part series on him, and they talked about... How I mean, we did that series on Atlantis and the uh, Lumerians and the Lost Continents, and we've talked about there how people have theorized um, different stages of life where we did have these advanced civilizations. And there could be places further along than we are, maybe in the Earth, like we said. There's stuff going on yeah. subterraneanly. Uh, or there could be things going on in outer space that we don't know about. It's just amazing when you really start to connect the dots on you this stuff. You have to open your mind. It's not an accident. No. It's not an accident. These things are specific to a certain ratio, and that is the golden ratio. And everything comes back to it throughout the galaxy. Now, you <laughs> you you started compiling all this information years and years and years ago, about because this has interested you for a long time. But you didn't know about the Fibonacci numbers. No, and it's funny because when we but started— But you knew about the golden ratio? I, I had heard about it. Because um, that's what you came to me with, is yeah. like, can we talk about this? And with, I'm like, with the sacred geometry. Yeah. I knew about sacred geometry, and when we started digging into this, this behind-the-scenes kind of talk here, kind of, you know, pull the curtain back, old cliche there. This was, for me, the most uh, time-consuming and laborious podcast to put together out of the 40 episodes that we've done. This was the most hard labor, I guess I could say, that we've done to put this together because there is so much there to is, it. There is, there is. There were so many layers that I didn't even know about. And it's hard to do it on a podcast because it's really a visual thing. Right. You know? It, but when you say it looks like a cell phone or a credit card, I think that you get it. Or a, And we'll a, have some visual examples Or a hurricane, blog. like a hurricane. Yeah. And, we'll, and like I said, I'll have some of those videos up on the blog that kind of help to spell this out a little bit Theater more. of the mind. Exactly. And that's, that's what we try to do here. But it's just, man... It really is something when you, when you really put all this together. It's not an accident. Mind blown. So you have to ask yourself, is this a bridge to God? To, to, is it his intelligent design? I mean, it's a question worth asking. So maybe God gave it to aliens, and maybe we're the aliens, if you listen to our past episode. <laughs> maybe we are the aliens, and that we're at different, at different developmental times throughout the universe i mean do we need to have a fuller understanding of how all this works to reach our peak as humans yes absolutely this is a language this is a language we're seeing this is a message it's all there for us and you whether need to or not wake up. we want to see it and study it and learn it and get it yeah is up to us yes yeah man not real deep here <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's why i was so fascinated but it's by good all this. you have someone has to do this yeah <laughs> Someone has to let the masses know what's going on. And we appreciate all of you who have been yes. enjoying this podcast. And when I tell you that, and we, and we say it all the time. We grow by like tens of thousands of listeners every month. It's, it's like, whoa. It's just ridiculous. And I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah, no, no, because we're, get, we're getting out there and people are understanding it. And that's cool. And we, we're so happy that you're enjoying it. Or at least, if maybe not enjoying it, at least finding it interesting enough to listen to. Because it's, it's growing at rates that we never <gasps> would have considered. We've talked about it's this. Or it's growing ago. at the golden mean it is. ratio. It is. It is. That's right. And we said it a few weeks ago. It's growing at rates we never thought we would. And that's it's growing even more since then. So, And it's all thanks to you. Thank you for listening, for consuming the show, however you are listening, downloading, whatever, subscribing. Hopefully you're doing all of that. And hopefully you do it again next week because... Oh, boy. We're going to continue on this path. We are. Because remember how I just said that this was the most time-consuming 
research. Laborious. Laborious time that we've had making an episode. Well, there was so much that I thought, my gosh, there's no way we can do this in one episode. So next week, we're going to kind of continue this discussion on a different way, but I guess kind of different, but more along the lines of the communication aspect of this. Yeah, the Who's more- trying to communicate with us and how? How... This is basically the language of the aliens, and how do they communicate it is what we're going to talk about next week. Is it crop circles? Is that pretty heavy? Yeah, that's pretty heavy. Is it pyramids? Oh. There's a lot to consider here. This was just the beginning. Also, specific numbers are magical. There's magical numbers. There's like the most amazing number ever, 137. So, yeah, it's all going to come together on part two, which will be episode 41 of, of this the language of aliens, or language of God, whatever you want to call it. Maybe it's maybe it's a little bit of both. I don't maybe know. Maybe God's an alien. I don't. <laughs> that's, that's a whole different subject right there. But we'll get into it all next time. It's all going to come together there on part two of this sacred geometry. It's it's really good stuff. So hopefully join us then right here on UAP, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. It's Karen over there. It's Stephen Diener here. Oh, don't forget to continue to download and subscribe to the show, Apple, Spotify, 850WFTL.com, wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at UAP850 Podcast. <laughs> I'm getting and give us wrong. And give us five <laughs> geocosmic metrical stars. That's right. Just look for the UAP Podcast Please. on Twitter. You'll find us. Yeah. But until next time... Have a good one. All right.